everyone. Happy Halloween. This is the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast. The podcast where we talk about the good movies, the bad movies, and the ugly movies that keep you up at nights. Nice. I'm Micah. Ooh, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And that was the best intro you've ever done ever. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I'll try to do that again. Notice I didn't laugh. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. So yes, Halloween is this Saturday. It is. I love it when Halloween's on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I know. Because it's not a school night. Yep. You know, it's right. awesome. Pe- kids aren't tired from, from being at school all day on a Friday and they're, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just awesome. It's really cool that it's going to be on a Saturday this year. Yeah. And the next day is um, Daylight Savings. And so, oh, or right. it begins. I forgot which way it goes. It's a fallback. So yeah, so we get an extra hour of sleep. Sweet. So that's cool. Yeah, it's always cool. And this week is... Our friend Patrick Stewart's birthday. Yes, happy birthday, Patrick. We love you. I gotta say, not not Patrick Stewart, you know, X-Men and played Picard on, on Star Trek. Not that actor. No, this much is better our friend Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Um, so, because Halloween is a Saturday, I would love to do, for the first time, finally, zombie movies. This is one I've been wanting to do forever. Like, you since love our zombies. Season. I do, I do. Second season, let's just knock some of the big ones we want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. So... Uh, as I said last time, my picks are House of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, and Survival of the Dead. It's an of dead theme. Yep. It is. But it's it In fact, I didn't realize until after I picked the picks that they were of the dead. Excuse me, I'm chewing popcorn. But... Maybe mm. popcorn's not the best idea for a podcast. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Pepsi. It's Halloween. It is tasty. It is. It's, you know... That's ironic because every other podcast we're eating a bowl of candy, but for our Halloween show we're eating popcorn. <laughs> what the heck is wrong with us? I That's did not very, think of that. Yeah. Anyway, um, whatever. It's delicious. Um, so yes, uh, where do you guys want to start? We're gonna start with the. Uh, Let's start with House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. House Alphabetic of the Dead. order. Yeah. Okay. House of the Dead is my ugly pick. Did you guys expect that? What? What? what Wait. Okay. okay. Hold on. No, that's just coming to me. What? It's your ugly pick? Yes. Yeah, I really. I'm oh, a little man. surprised, honestly. Yes, but but go on, tell us more. Go ahead. Synopsis. Yes. Okay. Before we get into this debate that's forming, <laughs> a group of college students go to a rave on a mysterious island, but get trapped there because it's taken over by blood feasting zombies. It's based on a Sega arcade game where you had a kind of a... What? No, really? The huge Sega logo in the rave did not hint at that. Yeah. Or the, the transitions and cutaway shots to oh the actual game. Oh, yes. Yeah. And when it, when, like, during all the fight scenes where they were doing that, I'm taking center stage, swirling around slowly thing. Oh. So give us a the synopsis. The game is cool. The games are always cool. It's one of those like light gun games. I just gave a synopsis. Oh, that was it? Oh. That's a synopsis. What do you want from me, man? Short and sweet. Directed by Yul Bol. Um, he loves taking video game franchises and ruining them. Um, so he made House of the Dead. He made Alone in the Dark. He made... Uh, there was a game called Postal, which is like a first-person shooter where a postal worker went crazy. He made a movie out of that. Um, is he going to make Frogger next? Might as well. He, uh, he, Man, he's just... The thing about the reason it's ugly is because for me it is almost so bad it's good. I mean, it's, which is the definition of ugly? Yeah, it's it's entertaining as heck. It's but it's so bad. The dialogue okay, is horrible. But the, 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 so this is, sounds weird, but the gratuitous nudity at the beginning, like it's it's like that when that girl's like she gets throw up on her from the guy that's seasick and she turns around and she's just topless. And, Go ahead, get a look. I'm like, this is so gratuitous. You're in a very 
public place. It's not like she was in a private place. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Even like you said, the rave with the giant Sega logo and the, the girls on stage topless. Rave like, of like 30 or 50 people. Yeah, it's weird. It's just... Uh, everything like every line is delivered so woodenly it's like hilarious the captain he got kind of better but at the beginning especially everything he said and then i thought he was the best actor in the movie though like i actually cared about his character and the yeah. that guy is a good i can't think of his name he's a german actor he's from das boot and that's what they they make a joke about that when they first introduced him he's, he's like oh it's a u-boat captain the stupid oh. reference to his to das boot but oh. um but yeah like I, it's just those shots you talked about, they're kind of Matrix ripoff shots, the slow motion, the horrible effects, the horrible acting, the I think the, that... the weird plot of like the, the Spaniard on the ship that Yeah, how did that There was a doctor that never explained anything yeah. about the zombies. I mean and, well, then, and like where is this rave that they gotta get a ship to? I mean, I know they missed their boat, but And that you would pay a thousand dollars to charter to your friends to get to this party because it's so amazing. The 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 police that are after him. Yeah, it's like, who are you made of money? Like, what young? But why would Sega have a rave (laughs) on this island of in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, it doesn't. None (laughs) of it makes sense. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. And they had those cheesy like. The shots of the ship, and they kept doing like the voiceover of the lady as if she was like right on their tail, like. She sounded very robotic. I that know. was that actress was just horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. It was just, it, but it, if it, it came on TV, I would watch it again. Like, let's go back to the cemetery battle that is about twenty minutes long. <laughs> yeah. And it's, okay, so let's let's break this down. Let's break this piece of cinema down. So, this the story is about these college age kids that are going to the rave, um. Then they get attacked by zombies and they're running around. And then the Captain Kirk, which is actually his name, Captain Kirk, he says, yeah, he Oh, well, I have these, you know, um, all this ammunition and guns just buried right here. And so they pull it up and it kind of, and then it gives a real long montage of them inspecting the weapons and going, Okay, all right. Yeah. And then they show up to the cemetery. And they are like Green Beret level. Yes! <laughs> I oh. mean, efficient with the weapons. They're jumping. They're like dodging. They're, you know, decapitating left and right. These girls are doing like crazy high kicks. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it's surrounding them like they're supposed to be action heroes. And you don't even know half of their names. Like, yeah. how am I supposed to be in support of you? I don't even know what your name is. You know? such, it's so true. Girl with the... Full body unitard of the American flag. Yes. yes. There are some cool shots in the movie, though. There are some cool moments. What you can't think of a single one? I just I don't know. You you. They tried to do the Matrix thing, but the thing with the Matrix is that it was so flawless. There were so many times that you knew that one of those shots was about to come up because of the way that everybody was kind of standing, and they're like, "Okay, we have to stand here and go," and it does the. The Matrix style um, spin around. It was bad. I I loved and spoiler alert here, but um, at the end, I, again, don't know what her name was. The corset wearing girl um, with the red hair. Um, 
she like literally gets stabbed in the heart and and then and she goes down like doesn't even bleed out of her wound and then her ex-boyfriend or whatever is fighting this guy and then she stands back up slices off his head and then drops like a sack of potatoes again and like really you just had to get one more okay was it not ridiculous It's like it's like stabbed right in the boobs. It's like it's like I was thinking like I was like what makeup guy had to put the makeup on her breasts like when it was just a ridiculous looking. It was just wound. cleavage power right there, Keeman. <laughs> Out of all the places he could have stabbed because her. it needed to slice through the laces of the corset to reveal more of the the boobage. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's true. I mean, yes. I'm sure that was like what they were thinking when they made it. It's that absurd, but man, <laughs> she weirdly she was. Probably one of the least annoying characters, in my in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie where you're not rooting for anybody because you yeah. actually want them to die. Yes, they're all annoying. I like, mean, I don't, I really don't understand the plot. I don't know what. Supposedly, it's supposed to be a prequel to the video games. Really? Actually, because at the end, he said they ask the soldier guys, ask him, you know, what's what's your name, and he says, uh, my name is Rudy, and he gives his full name. And apparently, his character in the video games is the one that reanimates all the dead. So that's why they were saying he was interested in. It. I don't. Oh, I, and he I did reanimate her. Yeah, I. I didn't care about the character. I didn't care about any of the characters anyway. So. Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, they they do incorporate the actual video game into it. So they they actually do some like cut scenes, um, throughout the movie. Like you'll see like. If they're in a long dark hallway, you'll see zombies from the game getting shot. Yeah, that. But they use it as like a transition, which is almost weird. I've never heard of that'd be like that Mario Brothers movie with John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins like just cutting in Super Mario. Every and once not in a even really a transition. It would be just in me, like they would be killing the zombies, and it would flash back to. Speaking of flashback, what's up? What was with that really quick flashback of the entire movie? He looked over and he saw one of the girls dying, and then they had this real quick like, like all the sh- every know. shot in the movie. I didn't movie. understand that. Like oh, in a flashback, they made, they made really it like quick. a big moment, but I didn't know what it meant. And it went on for uh, longer than you expected it was going to. I, yeah, I, I don't just know. felt like felt like this was the type of movie that the 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 creators, the director, the writer wanted you to care more about these characters than you actually did. Mm-hmm. You know. There was no other evidence that you cared Clint about. How about Howard his... with his that, that amazing performance? Salish? Yes. Was his name Salish? Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> Protect you from evil spirits. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I'm not looking at your boobies. Exactly. Like, exactly. Was... Yeah, this is... Okay, I see what you're saying, that it, it, it would be... It's so bad, it's good. But I just think it's so bad, it's just bad. But... Segway. Well, let's segue... Which it might one? not be as bad as your bad. That what you want me to do next? Yeah, because I, I think I understand why you picked your bad. So go ahead. Uh, survival of the Dead, which I'm looking up so I can read a little synopsis here. George A. Romero's Survival of the Dead. Let's make sure that we emphasize that point. That's a big part of it, for real. Because, I, okay, so... He Romero in what '68 he made Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. It's a classic zombie film. Now I rewatched it. I think last year, a couple years back for 31 Days of Horror, and it has. I don't feel like it's aged as well. 
personally. Dawn of the Dead, I watched this year, and Dawn of the Dead is still awesome. I love Dawn of the Dead. And then Day of the Dead, Day of the Dead has its, like, really cool moments and has some of the best, like, zombie kills ever, but it's, I think it's the weakest of the original three. But anyway, that was the trilogies. Now, then he started making new movies, like, 2005, I think, Land of the Dead, and then he made Diary of the Dead, and then Survival of the Dead in 2009. These, these latest three have just gotten progressively worse and worse and worse these if you if you didn't know this was a romero film you really it would it would have no appeal to anyone these are just really bland boring movies here's the synopsis though on an island off the coast of north america local residents simultaneously fight a zombie epidemic while hoping for a cure to return their undead relatives back to the human state that is not the movie i saw um what i saw was was it a scottish like families off the coast of delaware Hi. Yeah. That's what I saw too. Yeah. And, and I've decided for the rest of this that I'm going to talk in an Irish accent. <laughs> when are you going to start? <laughs> um, no, but I... I uh, reason I, why is because there's no other reason why I have to talk in an Irish accent. Just like that, there's no reason why they have to have an Irish accent on the that's it, But it doesn't make sense that... Why is this like Irish clan with old family off the coast of Delaware in... What, is it Plum Island or whatever? Uh, but it's basically... There's these two factions... One of them thinks that they need to kill off all the living de- uh, zombies, and the other one thinks they need to keep them alive and learn to kind of rehabilitate them to eat other things besides humans. And that's the basic plot, which even that could be okay, but I feel like it could have been done a completely different way. But but that's not even the problem. The problem is that the movie focuses on boring characters. Again, you don't care about these characters at all. They're just stereotypes. And that's been a problem with even going back to like Day of the Dead, Romero, his characters are never that great. Like it was kind of the military guys in Day of the Dead. It's a similar thing here. These big military guys come through and they, it's their way and they're, you know, and and I I don't know, I just didn't, did you guys care about any of the characters in this movie? Yeah, not really. No, I I didn't care about any of them. Not a one. Okay, but what I'm, I I did like, um, I don't remember which, was it O'Flynn or? Seamus. (laughs) <laughs> or, or the other one i don't remember the other guy's name but patrick or what well one of like the main one that was uh had the two the, the, the twin daughters which oh, i don't know really uh, patrick o'flynn and a... weren't weren't they named like two things that were jane and jane and janet yes I... like why it was a fake out you thought she was the daughter on the yeah. horse but that's the thing too like even the zombie makeup didn't look that good to me the acting of the zombies was terrible it was really like hamming it up there was the effects of this movie are bad. I mean, they're like the digital blood. It just, everything has a really cheap look to it. Mm-hmm. You know, again, back to his original trilogy, like Romero, they they hold up pretty well. Like I said, the, six, the 68 one, Night of the Dead, is for me kind of showing its age. But Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead are still remarkably classic to me. Um, but this one, these are going to be forgotten if they're not already. I didn't even know they existed. No, I'm actually breaking my Irish accent so I can talk about this part. One, even House of the Dead, when they're doing the zombie kills and they're pretty gratuitous, and any zombie movie when you do a zombie kill, you know it's it, it's going to be kind of gratuitous. But I feel like Survival of the Dead. I feel like George Romero, through all his life, has a little journal that. Whenever he comes across something, he goes, oh, that's a way you could kill a zombie. And he writes it down. I feel like he was digging through like, okay, I've done that. I've done that. 
oh, okay, here's one that I haven't done. Let me stick a fire hydrant in, not fire hydrant, fire uh, extinguisher, fire extinguisher in, in a uh, oh. zombie's mouth. And let me do that. Oh, let me put a flare in his mouth. Okay, but did fun. you feel like it was almost like Looney Tunes? Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous, that's what I'm right? It was, it was like he, he had no other ways to kill him, so he's just... But do you think he was trying to be funny, or do you think it was meant to be more serious? Like, I can't tell the tone they were going for. I have no idea. And I... I seriously doubt Tom Savini had anything to do with this. Tom Savini usually does Romero's special effects makeup. Uh, all the classic kills and the other ones he did. I don't think he worked on Night of the Living Dead, but the other two. So the kills that people think about, like the guy getting his, the zombie getting his head chopped off by the helicopter blade in Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. or the or the the guy getting ripped apart in in Day of the Dead. All the kills here, they just look so bad. Mm-hmm. They were so digital, so cheesy. The eyes popping out when the fire extinguisher happened. Yeah, because all those that Tom Savini did, those are practical effects. Yes. And all of a sudden he switched into CG, which is kind of the bane of, you know, any any of those types of movies. Yeah. And again, I just didn't... None of it made sense to me. Like, I just... I, again, I feel like the zombies were so cheesy when they were, like, showing the zombies walking around. Like, this makeup is really bad. I, I, I don't get it. Like... I feel like they just slapped some like blood on some of the actors and told them to kind of stumble around for mm-hmm. a lot of it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And again, having the Irish people that made no sense at all. Well, okay. Why are they Irish? It makes no sense. I I couldn't I couldn't figure it out the first time I watched. It. I was like I was like okay, are we in? Is is it Irish or is it Scottish? I can't even remember. But whatever it, was it is, Irish. like I can't even like. I thought for a while that's where they were. They're off the coast of Delaware. And then I know it's like off. They said Plum Island off the coast of Delaware, and I'm like, what? And then it flashes to Philadelphia, I think. And, and, it, and also talks about how we've been on this island for generations. Like really, really? I, did he just want to do like an Irish movie or like in Ireland, but they couldn't afford to go to Ireland? So I don't. I, and, I, and what doesn't make it. sense to me is that it, um, like some of the other ones in the trilogy, like Diary of the Dead, it's kind of. Diary of the Dead is supposed to like take place alongside Night of the Living Dead. Like they li- they hear like some of the same broadcasts, and that makes no sense because Night of the Living Dead was in the '60s and very much a '60s mm-hmm. movie, and and these were made in the 2000s. And they're like, I don't know. It's like he's totally screwed up the timeline because you could argue that these aren't related, but in the beginning of Survival of the Dead, they they go to that the security they find the they, they find the people from Diary of the Dead in the very beginning and they rob them. You remember that part? They oh, like the guy yeah, with the, cam, cam, the camcorder guy, and uh-huh. they showed him like, and he's like, shut that camera down. Yeah. That was your cast from Diary of the Dead, the movie right before this one. Really? So they're in the same world, and in Diary of the Dead, they were parallel with Night of the Living Dead. So, yet this movie shows technology and new things, and it's modern. I don't, I don't get when this movie takes place. Would you go as far as saying that George Romero should have just retired after day? No, no, I wouldn't because. He may, he has other good movies that people forget about, you know. As for instance, well, Creep Show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to I'm blanking out on Romero stuff, but he it's he's only known for the Day of the Dead movies. But Romero has made other films. Um, let's actually look it up real quick, because I because I, I think that like he's kind of become typecast for these movies. I think he needs to stop making of the dead movies, because he's mm. beating a dead horse at this point, and that's. Ba-dum. Well, well, or, yeah. or eating a dead horse, <laughs> well, like they do. In okay, so spoiler on the movie. That's one of the things the zombies finally eat a horse, which proves he directed the uh, the original it's The Crazies. Kind of, a, kind of a funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like you know when she finally goes and bites the horse. It's like this. Oh, she's finally eating something <laughs> yeah. else, and she's brutally murdering this horse. You know, yeah, and I'm know, like, it's, yeah, it's weird. But okay, so he directed, uh, you know. Uh, 
Obviously, like I said, the original ones, uh, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he directed Creep Show. He directed Night Riders, which is cool. He directed the original The Crazies. Um, so he's he's made like other really good horror films, and he's only known for these. And it's gonna just tarnish his career if he keeps doing it. He needs to make another horror film, another good one. Would you say that Night of the Living Dead is the pinnacle? Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Again, I, I feel like that's another thing too. His other of the dead movies always had some sort of social commentary. This one, the social commentary is more about should you kill the zombies or not? Like it's feuds and all that. Like they even said the thing about people put down flags and they fight over flags. It's like, I don't really know. It was kind of a really fast yeah. way to kind of tie in a plot. Yeah, like exactly. the other ones, like neither living dead is about racism and it's like black and white thing. And that's all part of the subtexture of that movie. Dawn of the dead is about like, the whole like mall scene and we're all kind of zombies anyway. And like, you know, corporations and what we do day to day. And then day of the dead is kind of about military versus it, but he had certain social agendas he was doing with them. And this one, I just feel like it had nothing. There was no point to it. Yeah. So I, th- I feel like that's why they're more timeless, but I think Don is his best one by far. Speaking about of the best zombie movie. Yes. Go on. Shaun of the dead. Shaun of the Dead. For the very same reason that I've been talking about these other two movies, Shaun of the Dead is a comedy, of course. And I debated, is that does it do comedy more than a zombie film, or is it a zombie more, you know? But here's the thing. I love the characters. Yep. And, and it has legitimately good zombies in it. Really good effects, really good makeup, some really creative death scenes. It's really violent in places. Yeah. So you get your fix, but... You love the characters all the way through. Right. So the fact that it's a comedy on top of that shouldn't bother anyone. But um, for those of you that haven't seen it, I'm going to uh, do a little synopsis here if I could pull it up fast enough. Um, but it basically stars at Simon Pegg and um, Nick Frost. Nick Frost, yeah. Directed by Edgar Wright. And they're, um, they're huge like fans of Romero's. In fact, mm-hmm. um, uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. They're such huge fans that when Romero, Romero made Land of the Dead, he actually put them as zombies in it. Like he, <laughs> nice. They came to the set, put on makeup, and they were in a little quick cameo. Oh, wow. Because lo- uh, Romero loves Shaun of the Dead. Um, but basically, uh, synopsis is, a man decides to turn his life around by winning back his ex-girlfriend, reconciling his relationship with his mother, and dealing with an entire community that has returned from the dead to eat the living. Now, some of the brilliance of this movie um, is the way that you see the world twice and Sean is the same throughout it. So they do this kind of long tracking shot where he goes to the convenience store in the beginning right. and you see the way that world looks and he's kind of a zombie. They even kind of imply like when they pan up, you don't know if he's zombie or not, even those intro shots. He's just right, yawning. Right, right. Do the same thing the second day. And now everything around him is zombie. You see a kid in the background is a zombie, but there, there's blood on the thing. The thing. He almost slips in blood. The convenience store guy's not there right. and he has no reaction to it. He's oblivious to it all. Right. That is brilliant in and of itself. That sets up the tone of the movie perfectly. And then they even do the thing with the TV where he's switching channels and it's like cutting it off on the words at the exact right moment right. to spell like doom. Um, but basically, it's it's that's his moment. Like He's kind of been this ordinary kind of loser guy, but during the zombie apocalypse, he can step up. And his whole thing is just to go to his favorite pub down the street and like basically wait it out. Wait it out. Um, but they have so many cool, cool visual gags. They have such awesome effects. The the part where they're throwing records at the zombies and yeah. the girl gets a hole in her. But I just think this movie's really good. I love the characters and I love the zombies and it's a perfect mashup for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I'm trying to think of like some of my favorite parts, but I, I love the subtle references to like other movies. Like there's that famous line in uh, night of the living dead at the beginning. It's like, they're coming to get you, Barbara. They add that in Shaun of the Dead. His mom is named Barbara, and he's, like, arguing with her on their phone. Like, she doesn't want him to come get him. Or he's like, we're coming to get you, Barbara. And he, like, slams the phone. <laughs> and I, I love that part. It's, like, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. You know? I, I, I just love it. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, the this is this or Hot Fuzz is probably my favorite of the Ice Cream Trilogy. Yeah. But I don't really like the third one that much. I haven't seen the third one. It's okay. It's about aliens. Well, and I also like how it... Or something. Similar to the Romero ones, that it deals with something deeper than what's going on with the zombie. And it deals with uh, the whole theme is growing up. Like yes. yeah. coming up your coming mm-hmm. to your own. Uh, you know, getting basically distancing yourself from your parents, becoming your own person, finding who out who you really are. And that's what Sean is doing this whole time. Yeah. Now granted, distancing himself means that his parents spoiler alert, his parents die. And, you know, he, he is even distancing yourself from, you know, your old, your old buddies, your old childhood friends. You know. The two things that I really love about this movie is its tonal switch once they get to the pub because it's all fun and gags until they get to the pub. And I love it because in Sean's mind, he thinks that it's going to be, you know, doomsday and then they get to the pub and then it's going to be all fun and gags. But it's the reverse in the movie. It's all fun and gags getting there. And then when they get there, the tone completely switches. And it's not a... It's, I mean, there's still comedic elements in it, of course. Yeah. But it is serious after that. Like I mean, him having to kill his mom. Yes. And, you know, him uh, having to deal with the fact that he's basically led them into like... Or he thinks he's led them into a death trap. And, all, and the he, guy that gets everybody. pulled to the window and ripped apart. That's like the most yeah. violent killing it. I know. And everybody is dying around him. And his best friend uh, is killed. And, you know, he's, he and his girlfriend and uh, his best friend are down in the cellar. And they're basically... They're try, they're talking about how are they going to do this? Are they going to... You know, is it going to be a murder-suicide? Or do they each commit suicide i mean it's it's like really deep stuff that happens right there and, and incredibly well acted too yes and yeah. they, they yeah simon Pegg. i mean he's got real tears in his eyes he's yeah. doing great the other thing i like is the foreshadowing have you heard about this what for how do you mean okay so this is this is incredible and you'd have to look it up to get it exactly right but uh what is nick Frost's character's name uh ed ed um after or just before the zombie apocalypse happens, they're in the pub, the Winchester, and uh, they're sitting across the table. And Ed says, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do tomorrow. We're gonna get you over. Oh, we're gonna start off with the Bloody Mary, and then we're gonna do this." And then he he basically he says all the things that the crazy things they're gonna do, and everything that he says actually gets played out the next day. He said, "Then we're gonna come back to the Winchester and to uh, to call it a night or something." Mm-hmm. And uh, to give you an example, he says, we're going to start off the day with a Bloody Mary. And the woman that they kill at the very beginning, the zombie they kill, her name Mary. is Mary. Ah. <laughs> and I, I mean, you're going to have to look it up because it goes step by step and it's brilliant how they do it. They lay out, he basically lays out the entire movie. That is uh, really, right there. that is pretty clever. Uh-huh. Micah, you, you're always the one who's like in on these, these 
secrets, like Easter egg type things within the movies. I feel like you're always the one that's like, and did you know that there are five kangaroos hidden in here? And did he you looks know so that... proud right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yes, yes. You too. It's, it's true. Yeah. And I was going to say, like you mentioned earlier about the parents and growing up with that, like this sounds ridiculous, but I actually feel like it's one of the most touching scenes when he finally like reconciles with his stepfather. Uh-huh. And then of course he's a zombie and he tries to eat him. But but it is. It's like a really good like emotional scene, right? Am I crazy? Yeah. No, no, you're right. His stepfather basically tells him, you know, I love you. Yeah. And, and, and he tries to eat him. But, and he tries to eat him. Yeah. And then of course they do the whole gag where he's like turning down the radio even after uh-huh. he's a zombie. Uh-huh. Again, there's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I again it's I know it's a comedy, but I I think it's the best zombie film ever made. Kelly, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I would I would echo that. And also, it just seems like that's kind of been a theme or, or a pattern in the last couple of episodes we've done. It seems like all the movies that we're saying are, are the good examples. That is true for, you know, they're they more than just trying to make a genre movie. They make a real story about real human struggles and they frame mm-hmm. it in you know a particular setting like vampire movies zombie movies you know time travel movies it does it doesn't matter what it is like i I think that's the secret to a good movie or one of the secrets and i considered like dawn of the dead you know because i i do think that's the best of romero's but i i just i like this one more i really do Mm -hmm. no i understand why you like it more it's more of a complete film have you seen zombie 2 or whatever they call it no so that's the one one that brings up the brains right is that zombie too well no you maybe that says brains or what no that that actually was the first one where a zombie wanted brains zombie went, brains i don't know I don't, I don't remember them saying that in that movie like zombie so basically um in different parts of the world Donna the dead was called zombie so this company decided to make an unofficial sequel to it without romero and they oh. called it zombie 2 and so when it came back to the States, it was just called Zombie, which is very confusing. But anyway, it's Zombie with an I instead of I-E. But it has some really... It's it's about voodoo zombies, though. They're like they're like raised from the dead through voodoo on an island. And it's got some of the best kill scenes ever. So you guys should check that one out. I consider putting that at the top of my list. There was some really violent, cool stuff. Like a lady gets like a wooden spike through her like eye. Ugh. And they like filmed it close up. You know, it's like the eye kind of going... But anyway... Uh, so there you go. So Shaun well, of the Dead great. is what I would say. Yes. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm you know, I've I've said my piece, so all right. There's a lot of zombie movies to choose from. Yep. Mm-hmm. You whittled it down pretty well. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. Uh be sure to if you haven't already, thirty one days of horror is coming to a close. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's the last week of October. Get it while you still can. Uh-huh. So uh, check it out. Uh, Charles has been doing an incredible job. Thank you. Uh, especially a quick way to look at it is uh, if you uh, follow us on Twitter at Good Bad Podcast. Every day Charles is putting out a very short synopsis review. Of and they're movies. all over the place as far as times because it. Sometimes I have to wake up super early to watch the movie. It just it really depends on my schedule. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 watching it on the day of. So yeah. So. Go back and take a look at some of those. Uh, they give a real quick uh, insight to um, some of the most famous horror movies out there. Yep, and got, some newer got, ones. got a few more left. I think like uh, I'm trying to figure if I'm watching Babadook or um, or It Follows. I don't remember which one's my last one for Halloween, but 
There's some of the more recent ones. I can't wait for those. I haven't seen those yet. Yeah. Those are going to be amazing, I think. Mm. Which one did you like, Mike? You've seen Babadook. Babadook. So good. Yeah. yeah. So I can't wait for that. So cool. Yeah. And yet, that's another one that deals with a much deeper meaning. I won't give it away for you. But yeah, don't it give it deals. away because it'll be, I'll be watching yeah, it soon. But it's good because it deals with a much deeper context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So thanks for listening, guys. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we love doing this and we love sharing it with you. Absolutely. And uh, be sure to rate and review. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Follow should us. should we before we sign off? Should we? I it's I think it's I'm up next week, right? Oh, should, sorry, wait, guys, guys. <laughs> well, I need to tell you my picks. Mike, Mike doesn't know what's in his turn, so he doesn't. Mike, yeah, doesn't want to know, but that's okay. I'll go tell, ahead, Kelly. What are you I'll doing tell you, time? Charles. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so next time. Bum, bum, bum. Um, I am extremely excited to discuss this with you guys and I hope you don't hate me for it, but I don't think you will. So we're going to be talking about the queen of body innuendo, the infamous Mae West. <laughs> oh my goodness, so, I'm going to bring out my top hat. Yeah, yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, Wasn't I forgot you being classy every third episode? <laughs> yeah. Every third episode, we're classy. That's right. Yes. Well, she May West is not always classy. She, she's pretty. Uh, she's pretty saucy. So some May West action. Some May West. So we are going to be doing, and this this covers quite a broad range of years. So, uh, in alphabetical order, we're going to be doing "I'm No Angel" from 1933, "Sextet." From 1978, <laughs> and she done him wrong. Also from 1933. <laughs> so get your top hat ready. I'm trying to think of how she sounds. Like I'm thinking, she's the one's like, "Hello, boys." Yeah, basically, she she's the one who has the famous line, "Oh, I'm gonna come up and see me," you know. Yeah, like yeah. she's always, always dressed out in full like sequiny regalia with crazy hats and just. She, she's just there for a good time. So friends. that's going to be our first November. She's there for a good time, huh? Yeah. For a good time, call me West. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's going to be our first November podcast. Yep. Is, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of May West. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a juicy one. That's good. <laughs> All right. And on that note. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Have a good one.